You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast that explores the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. Follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at the Batman BC for the latest episodes, new episodes, and even some giveaways. What? You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Lauer, spelled like lower. The Batman Book Club is also a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. You can also write to the Batman Book Club for questions or comments, concerns, go to Eric Holzman, at thebatmanbc at gmail.com. And lastly, please rate and review the show. It only takes about 30 seconds. The link is in the description here of this episode, and it helps spread the word, and the word is panic. So we're kicking off the month of October, the spooky month, the scary month, with a month full of creepy Halloween-ish Batman stories, and to kick off this horrifying 31 days. He is joining me. He is the jack-o'-lantern of BOF because he's always lit. It's Ryan Haas. (laughs) 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 At the same same time, unplanned. (laughs) All Ryans think alike. They sure do. Praise and air horns. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> air horns and praise. Tell me what they say about me. What they say about me. Why don't you tell anybody who's listening? How are you doing? I'm doing good because I it's well, I'm as good as you can do on the horrifying beginning of, of October in the middle of a pandemic um, apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Halloween came a little late. We thought we already had one this year, yeah. but you know, whatever. I feel like I had to say, tell everybody else how you're feeling because you and I have been talking for a half an hour, and so I'd feel a little disingenuous. Hey, oh. hey Ryan, why don't let's act like you and I haven't oh. been talking for thirty minutes? Well, okay. <laughs> okay, so oh, so if that's where where you want me to go, I would say I'm feeling pretty good because mm. in the in the the pantheon of the way that this spooky, um, amazing Batman book club you know series of uh, episodes has gone off. You know, when when you asked uh, uh, all of us Bat Boys about recording something you know about spooky batman stories i i had this a certain story in mind and i knew what i wanted to do i didn't him and haw and no, you did not him and haw <laughs> you, right you 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 were the sheriff you came out guns right. blazing <laughs> yes yeah so i knew what i wanted to read and um and usually, you know, peek behind the curtain. I'm not usually always ready to record <laughs> when uh, when you want to, but but I was ready tonight. I had read the book, and I even took the time to make a little promotional tweet, uh, social media image that by the time this episode comes out, it will have been posted for a few weeks. But you know, we can go back. You can go back in time, dear listener, and look at this. But uh, I gotta get I gotta get Lauer's thoughts on on this tweet because the book we're about, I mean, you don't even know unless you've read the, the, the title of the show, you don't even know what book we're about to read, but, but I did take a picture of it and I'm tweeting it right now. Oh my Lord. (laughs) 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 Oh, you got so many good elements in here. 
I know. I thought you, you would have appreciate the original issue. Mountain Dew Voodoo. Voodoo. What? Poured in a Batman Forever glass. Oh, and it's man. right here, that listeners. Is... I've got it right here. Normally we, <laughs> we hold up the year. We hold up, you know, comics floppies, but now I've got Voodoo in a Batman Forever glass. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, listen to that. Mountain <laughs> and it's Pete Vera. He loves to comment on the fact that I love to drink Mountain Dew out of those Batman Forever glasses. So this I is know. just the this is why you yeah. were chosen first to kick this yeah. off. So I feel yes, sorry I... for all these other suckers that got to follow you and be like, yeah. oh, I'm doing OK. I chose yeah. a story and I'm not drinking Mountain Dew Voodoo <laughs> out of a Batman Forever. Well, glass. I, I was inspired because I saw that tweet earlier today that and mm-hmm. you know Pete was like, you have you have those those cups. And then you literally was like. Were tweeted back. And you're like, yeah, I'm drinking Mountain Dew out of it right now. Here's a picture. What? <laughs> so I was like, As you know we what? Speak. I I had I had a, a a bottle of Mountain Dew Voodoo just waiting in the fridge for the perfect moment, and a Batman glass on the shelf waiting for the perfect beverage, <laughs> and <laughs> the, all the spooky Batman things aligned, and it made total sense. So there mm. you go. Hmm. Hallelujah. Uh, that's I appreciate that. For the record, it. I don't that's know like, what mm. the mystery flavor is, but it tastes citrusy. But when is Mountain Dew not citrusy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. um, it's a mystery. Yeah, so what, what I tweeted it's a out mystery. for this, I don't know. It's pretty generic, and I don't know how anybody's going to piece it together. Yours, it's pretty obvious <laughs> what, what you're talking about. <laughs> Before we get into that issue, yes, let's ask you now, please. I want you to know that since you were on the first time, I mm. have flubbed in every episode and forgetting how to host. My I've podcast. enjoyed listening to the episodes <laughs> after the one, the last one I was on, and you always say like, on Ryan's episode, he reminded me I was bad, and I keep being bad, and blah blah blah. I keep forgetting, so I hope you're happy with your work. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's like so the I'm not going to forget this. Of a podcast. <laughs> I am not going to forget this. You did tell enlighten all of us of what your favorite Batman story is last time. So now did that you're it. a returning guest, you're finally a returning guest. You're catching up to everybody else. Yeah, I can't wait for whatever returning guest question you might have in store for me. If you, if you have, in fact, remembered that that's what a thing that you do <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> I do, but thank you. Remind me at any point in the in this recording. Make sure that I'm I'm on on track. Mm-hmm. What Batman have you been reading lately outside of what we're about to discuss? <laughs> well, 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 let me tell you. Have I pretended to read some Batman comics lately? <laughs> um, oh, Three Jokers. That's what I've read lately. Who hasn't read Three Jokers? <sighs> and read and read mm. Ryan Lauer's Three Joke Three Jokers review uh, many a times on on Batman mm-hmm. on film. Yeah, that that that's it. You, well, thank you. That's the major thing I've read because yeah. that's that's such a uh, like a megaton bomb of a of a comic book story lately and it's been really fun not just reading it you know we got to read it a little bit early because of batman on film and then getting to interact with everybody that's read it and just seeing the everybody being excited about what this story is and what it could be only one issue in there's been other podcasts like uh, our our pals like paul herman and chris cloud did a comic binge episode on it and that's a little uncommon for them but paul even was so excited about it that he wanted to make it you know podcasts about it we've talked about it on the the batman on film fandom day two show we've, we did a while back um, that he invaded that he invaded yes 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 <laughs> so 
so that's that's been fun. That's been a um, a lot of, of fun discourse uh, about uh, uh, one single issue, but but it's been uh, a long time coming. Um, and you know, my time is limited these days. But I've I've bought lots of Batman. Com- I'm the king of buying things and not reading them or wait, waiting to read them until later. You know, I've just today, you know, to date this podcast, some I, I bought you know the hardcover of Curse of the White Knight and Detective Ten Twenty Seven. So mm-hmm. or a thousand twenty seven, mm-hmm. however. But <laughs> those are all on the list to read at some point. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Some point. Now three jokers, there will be a Batman book club episode in the not too distant future talking about it. And it will mm-hmm. be somebody on that show that you are quite familiar with. But I'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell you yet. For, is it for uh, all three you'll or be just pleased. one? We're doing all three. Oh. Because so December ish, December ish. Yeah. No, Isn't that when the no. Issue comes in? Oh, no. These are monthly. I thought it was every other month. Uh, oh, no, no. That's what oh. it kind of confused me. And I had a little bit like, hey, I've got I got to Google this. OK, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the very the very end of the first issue is said printed or released by monthly or something. And I'm like, yeah. what? And then I searched uh, I searched on the webs. And saw that there were already release dates for the next two issues. And I think that yeah. it had been enough time to work on these that they were able to get them out and not have to wait. There's no fear of delay or anything. And at the time of the, uh, we're even recording this, they have a release date for the trade hardcover. Oh, is so, that December? Is that this year? That's November. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so nobody... <laughs> better just wait and be like, I'll just wait for the, no, there are so many variants. The book is so good. Go buy the issues as they come out and then buy the trade. Like it, it's worth it. I haven't been this prior to this probably was white Knight. I think white Knight kind of came out of nowhere and knocked my socks off. Um, mm-hmm. And I really ended up liking that. Yeah. Prior to that probably wasn't until like court of owls. So it's been a while. And then, for a yeah, book that's one hyped as much as this one and it to actually meet the hype and, and, and be good and compelling exceeded. and something that even the most staunch comic book nerds like a Paul Herman ha- mm-hmm. have already immediately said, like, this is in my top five, like best Batman comics of all time. Like that doesn't happen too terribly often. So no, the most dedicated Marvel fan of all time who just spits at DC, he's been converted. Now he'll only read DC because of three jokers. So pretty much. Um, Paul Herman, he doesn't like Marvel anymore. Let's just be clear about that. He does not like Marvel comics, but let's move on to what we're going to talk about. That is DC comics. Why don't you tell us what, which story, because that was also impressive. This is why you got to kick this whole thing off is because Mm -hmm. when I threw the idea out there, Mm -hmm. you didn't just come back with one idea. You were like instant. You had two, and then you had to choose between the two. I don't even remember what my second choice was. (laughs) Um, it was by the same team that did this one. If that helps you at all. Uh, no. Don't okay. Go ahead and say what, which one did you choose? <laughs> so I chose this slightly obscure comic book from a not very obscure creative team. Uh, mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about uh, the brave and the bold volume one. I think number 93 Batman and do you dare enter the house of mystery and the title of the actual story in the book is the tale of no it's called red water crimson death (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought I was jumping the gun there. No, it's called Redwater Crimson <laughs> Death. And it is by the legendary team of uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm. And it's like a one and done spooky. It's got some spooky stuff in it. And it's just a cool like 1970s kind of like Scooby-Doo <laughs> kind of a, mm-hmm. kind of a Batman mm-hmm. story. And it's definitely it's absolutely the kind of, of story that I could see being adapted on like the Brave and the Bold TV show or cartoon, for instance. Yeah, I wish that there's so many ideas. So actually, when Justin Kowalski was on and we talked about the Club of Superheroes and how we said like that could be like a a Batman, the Brave and the Bold style mm-hmm. animated cartoon or cartoon movie, something something along those lines. And I think, yeah, that that cartoon, there's so many things that could kind of fit into that. This issue mm-hmm. in particular can be read through DC Universe. Also in the Neil Adams collected edition. I was going to ask about that, like the the Neil Adams re- Batman reprinted everything. Yeah, when they released the uh, three hardcover volumes, it's in there. It's I think it's on comic Comicsology DC. Which one? And Which volume? I, one, two, or three? Yeah, no, I think one because one I didn't Pretty revisit early, a right? ton because it's basically all Brave and the Bold, and I oh. want to get into some Batman. Some solo Batman. Mm-hmm, I love Batman sense. solo, and I read it this time around through uh, the Hoopla digital app. Uh, and it's in the Batman in the Brave and the Bold, the Bronze Age, Volume 2. And you said, bitch, please. I've got the original. <laughs> original. Issue. I got the, yeah, you got original the OG. Issue. I did. Because, Take that straight out of Gotham. You got yeah, the OG, OG. Yeah, the reason I, yeah, and if you look at that tweet, of course, that I sent out, it, it mm-hmm. has the original issue in it. So the reason I, I came up with with a, uh, an answer for the issue uh, for this issue so fast when you asked is because a year ago before the end times uh, I did have this idea in my head for a, a Batman on film episode uh, you know it was a mm-hmm. very lofty goal kind of like you're it, it's what you want what you're doing but I wanted to do it in one giant episode with like four people I was like hey let's get like four Halloween related Batman issues let's mm-hmm. everybody pick one from the panel and then we'll record and then we'll just talk about it and everybody read all four <laughs> you know yeah. and then we'll talk about it and then you know as you can imagine trying to coordinate that and make that happen around Halloween and everything that just it, it just didn't happen and um but I always had but but I had went ahead and, and purchased that issue ahead of time because I wanted to have the physical issue you know back when I cared about that kind of stuff but I still have it Um, and I don't, and not only do I have the original issue, but, uh, you know, years later, um, I'd have to look here in the spine. I'd see the, see, oh, in 1988 DC reprinted a bunch of these, uh, Brave and the Bold things. They called it the best of the Brave and the Bold in little, uh, mini series. And they, they represented a lot of the, 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 the best, um, issues of, uh, Brave and the Bold. And in this 1988 reprint, it's called the best of the Brave and the Bold, um, starring Batman in the house of mystery. They made like new cover art and they actually, uh, and they reprinted the story and they even recolored the whole story as well. So I also bought that issue. I think I saw that. I think I picked that up first. I just saw it flipping through back issues at the comic store and I was like, what's this? And ended up getting the original as well. Mm-hmm. So it was always kind of on my radar as like a cool offbeat, uh, spooky Batman story, but written by, you know, and illustrated by, you know, very famous Batman creators. 
so that's I can't figure out which ones. My guess is that it's in Batman Illustrated, Neil Adams. When they released, yeah, three hardcover volumes. And I remember the first one being mostly Brave and the Bold. So that's where my guess is mm-hmm. that it's that. And I can't track it down to see which issues are in each book right now. And I have everything in storage. <laughs> I, I because have, as we're I, trans- I have them on my bat shelf here if you really want me to go pull it <laughs> off and see. Maybe by the end, at some point, just jump in and be like, actually, that was in volume two, Ryan. <laughs> As I have my books kind of transitioning back and forth between mm-hmm. uh, as we're trying to figure out a living situation, we have to store it breaks my heart to box up Batman books, but they will live and breathe another day on a bat shelf. Hashtag bat shelf. But when I first started receiving these, I received volume two first in like 2007, 2008, and then quickly got volumes one and three. So I, somewhere in between there of 07 or 08, when I read all of these books, that was the first time that I had read this story. When was the first time that you read it? The first time that I read it was uh, a year ago when when oh. I yeah when I when I bought the original because I I got I got the reprint I don't know six months before that but didn't really read it at the time I just got it you know uh, speculatively and then after that I did find like I. I when I had that podcast idea, I started looking online, like what are some cool, like Batman scary stories. And then I think I found some article that, that I, and I tried to find it to, to mention it in this episode, but I could not find it, but it mentioned, you know, the obvious suspects like your haunted night and things like that, or long mm-hmm. Halloween or whatever. Cause it covers all the holidays. Don't you say um, long Halloween like that? You know, whatever. You show it respect. That, that you show little respect book. to the long Halloween. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's it's amazing, right? But it's also a very obvious obvious pick. choice, yes. And I think this one was on there as like a hey, like I bet you never read this one, you know, and I was like, Ooh, I love stuff like that, you know. But yeah, but I waited to read it until um I got the physical issue because I wanted to, you know, hold the thing and read it out of the actual, you know, issue. Mm-hmm. So it was a and you know, so I went ahead and read it. Uh, last year for the first time. And then of course, when I re I reread it on DC universe prior to this episode, how much was the, so, issue? how much was the issue when I bought it? Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? I think I got a pretty good deal on it because it is not in the best of shape. I think it was like un- under $15 or something, but it, it, it wasn't like super cheap, but it wasn't like super expensive. Mm, okay. That's reasonable. $12. There you go. Twelve dollars. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Well, let's get let's get into the story. You've answered the why. You've answered the when. You've answered the how. You've answered the who. You've answered everything. So now let's just dig into the story. And I could not have told you for the life of me what this was about. <laughs> I don't like. I don't remember it. And that's not saying anything anything bad or negative because it's kind of like how many how many stinkers did the O'Neill and Adams team you know provide you know so it's not because the story was bad by any means it's just i think in the pantheon of batman stories and especially one single issue relates to nothing else it's easy to kind of forget about it oh yeah 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 and i don't know like classic issues it's i don't know maybe it's just me or maybe you can identify with this too like you you do kind of in my head i separate um i i put I mentally put comic books in buckets according to the era. So like, you know, you read a golden age comics, you know, original Batman number one stuff where Batman's like 
quieter Papa Spank when he's talking to Ted Catwoman or <laughs> yes. whatever. And you're just like, okay, <laughs> that's of its time. And then you have like modern comics and you, and that's when I start to think of like modern continuity and how, you mm-hmm. know, Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One and Nightfall and Hush and all the modern, you know, Long Halloween. And you think of all that stuff and you're like modern collective consciousness. And I don't, and it's in that whole middle area are, are books that is a little harder for me to kind of contextualize or, or remember things from, but not only because of the continuity and things were so sprawling back then, but it's also like the, you know, a huge gap of books that I just haven't read, you know, um, mm-hmm. not only that, but this one being um, brave and the bold, it's not a series that I really read that much of because it's not Batman. It's not detective. It, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's Batman. And, and, and that part of the brave and the bold shtick, you know, especially if you've seen, you know, it originated here, but yeah, I mean, most modern bat fans would know the the animated series. The whole shtick of the Brave and the Bold is Batman and some other thing or mm-hmm. character, usually a character from the DC universe, and they get paired in a story. But and it's it's cool because it does support that whole thing of like Batman can work in any story, can work with any character, you know, if if it's the right story because Batman's so malleable. And this one is so interesting because it's not really it's pretty uncommon for, for Batman to be paired with an entity like the house of mystery. Normally it's like Batman in the flash or Batman and Superman, or, you know, even like Batman and Mr. Mixes Pitalik. But like this one, it's like the house of mystery. So it's, it's even, it's offbeat even for the brave and the bold. Mm -hmm. I want to rewind quick and say that if Matt (laughs) does not put that, not put that line of quiet or Papa Spank in the Batman. Oh yes. Failure. Fail. Papa Spank. Just I like vengeance. Also, he flips that the guy that he that he beat up there in that trailer. He just turns him over and just spanks him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was inspired by uh, Batman number one. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> so, do you dare enter the house of mystery? Let's give a quick backstory on that because I was totally unclear on it. So clearly, mm-hmm. I did not do my research when I first read this read this issue and they don't waste any time in opening. Yeah. Cause if you know, and that's the thing too, I was going to say about like seven, you know, the comics of this era, it's, it's a different writing style. And I think a lot of people that might think, you know, the modern day, like, well, yeah, Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams are legends and stuff. But then if you just start reading a lot of their stories without context, you might think like, listen, well, good. Or like, this doesn't make, this isn't like a modern comic book. What, what, yeah, this isn't a modern comic book, but it's their work that made modern comics happen. And you kind of need <laughs> to know that going in. Um, mm-hmm. So there is kind of a transition. Um, it's obvious and it's different, uh, different style of storytelling and stuff. So yeah, the context absolutely helps, not just for that, but also for things like what, what the heck is the house of mystery? I need to know what it is, you know, it, know, it assumes you know what Batman is, but you kind of also, like you said, you need to know what the House of Mystery is before you go into this book because it might help you understand what's going on. We are spoiled these days by having the internet so that I could just be like, wait, mm-hmm. so this, you turn the page on page one in some of the panels, you see this guy that's all green and then he appears throughout and kind of being like a little narrator. To me, instantly, mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, this guy, he's kind of like the crypt keeper, or crypt keeper in the EC comics, you know, of yeah. Tales from the Crypt or he's in a uh, creepy, like your old uncle creepy, somebody like that. That's like, oh, a narrator inserting themselves in the story. So I did a little bit of my research and found out that that is a character named Kane yes. and he is from. The Do You Dare Enter the House of Mystery, which 
was an anthology series from the 50s up through the 80s. And it transitioned in 1968, issue 174, to where this character named Kane, Kane the caretaker, he became like the host of every issue. And it became more stylized of almost like the same um, in this of the, you know, a host Darren or the house of mystery. It's a mystery story or something. And mm. fun so men, in the, fun in the facts. actual, in the actual, do you dare enter the house of mystery comics? It would be mm-hmm. a similar setup to this one where you've got Kane kind of explaining what's happening because each issue would be different with like different characters and different scenarios. Yeah. And that's kind of a brilliant plan by DC because as the brave and the bold does overall, and especially that TV series, it helps introduce you to characters you either have never heard of or you've never really given a shot in this in this case it introduced us to another series and that series at least from issue 174 on is available on dc universe so guess who's gonna check that out in the month of october this guy because (laughs) i just i love those ec comics from back in the in the 50s and 60s like those are some awesome stories with great art and cool little twists and uh, yeah, yeah, it seems like Do You Dare Enter the House of Mystery is on a similar path, probably toned down a little bit from those, but still, I mean, it had a comics code that it had to pass. So, I mean, they'll push yeah. it, but and I'm the, very uh, intrigued. Yeah. And the cover of this issue with, uh, you know, taking the little boy in the, in the ghoul of some sort, opening the door with the, with the outstretched finger pointing, pointing in that's, that's a riff off of that issue, the cover of mm-hmm. that issue 174. Yeah. Somebody's entering the house. So this little boy, all right, this little boy, his name is Sean. So wait, what? Yeah, but what's the house? You've got, we, we talked about the narrator, but what is what is the house of mystery? Did you talk about that? In the oh, series. You mean not just like this, in this, in this series. I don't know what the house of mystery is. What is it? Well, I, don't, you I thought you did your research. I mean, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's an entity. It's like, it's like Danny the street, right? It's like a, it's like a, it's like an entity in and of itself that kind of changes. Oh, hell no. See, Ryan didn't, he didn't study all the way. He got up until the last two chapters and then he had, he had something else to do. So he didn't finish. Yeah. So I get a B instead of an A here. I thought I got an A. Boo. (laughs) Fail. Fail. But at least I can tell you what the house of mystery in this issue is. And we'll get there. So that's, that's some redemption. That's some redemption. But let's bullet point through the story. A one, two, maybe like it's almost like four parts. And that's yeah. that helps this this issue really just go, you know? And it's only 20, 22 pages, something like that. There isn't really much it's just like there's dialogue, and that to me is I've probably said uh annoyingly throughout every episode of this show, it's like that gets me hooked on a comic is when it's like the pacing. Pacing gets me just going instead of just, mm. oh, turn the page. Oh, here's this long paragraph of internal monologue. Next page. Oh, tons more of that. It's like there's they keep the bubbles. There might be might be quite like frequent bubbles, but they're not they don't but, overdo but it. They're bubbles that almost in are almost like modern comic book exposition. And you know what? I going into this issue, I was. I was pleasantly surprised because I was expecting there to be a lot more thought bubble 
stuff than there is. And I lend it not being there to the fact that you, we do have Kane being that omniscient narrator character. Cause mm-hmm. he kind of, cause he t- takes a place of it. Cause normally you in yeah. comics of this era, you would get like the thought bubbles on a new page and Batman, be, Batman would be like, instead of the caption saying what's happening, it would be like, I, I am Batman. I am thinking I am in this ship. I am about to do this because of this, this, this. But instead you have Kane being like, now we jumped ahead five minutes and we're on the ship. And now we're going to, I mean, it's kind of a cool, and you can see it cinematically in your head a little, it plays a little bit more smooth and fluid. There's some fluidity to that. Oh, show. Speaking of fluid, the opening kind of starts with Batman in a hot chase of a, of a man with a gun. And it's a close call because mm-hmm. the man aims his gun at Batman and it's a misfire. And then Batman knocks mm. him out like Robert Pattinson. Gordon comes up and Gordon, this is when this is amazing. Gordon used I to have it. more, have more pull and that he demands that Batman go on a vacation. He, and by he golly, requests, he requests nay demands. <laughs> you need a vacation badly. I have a steamship ticket to Ireland. It leaves at noon tomorrow with you aboard. Boom. That's how Commissioner Gordon used to act. Batman, you're going to Ireland. So if you wanted to totally <laughs> pick stuff apart, couldn't you just be like, well, then Gordon would know who's on that boat. He would know who I Batman know. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, He's like, let me check the, the ship log here. But it was be at a different man. time where nerds back then were not annoying. They were just like, accept it. Like, oh, oh shit, look at just Gordon. Go Tell him Batman what to do. Go to and Ireland. And think about Great Raven the Bold is kind of like that, where it's like, just, just go with the setup. And watch the characters be the characters. And, and this is where we've story. ruined it for ourselves because it's like, that's so much more fun. Don't even think about it. Just be like, hell yeah, he's going yeah. to Ireland. <laughs> yeah. On a on a boat. Yeah. So it gets through that first part pretty fast. It's, it's all that that is. The next part takes place on the ship, which is where Bruce meets this little kid, Sean, who, what? Goes overboard. Bruce has yes. to jump in. Has to save him in what looks like maybe a uh, like a, a grandpa's face in the water. I don't know. Mm-hmm. These I'll point I mean, out that Sean calls him Granda, 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 Granda. And I I love the. It's only two pages, but Adams is like his drawings of the water. It sounds so stupid. Yeah. Oh, look! I like the way that he drew that water, but it's like an action action no, shots like in the yeah. water it's really well done and the yeah, coloring is really cool it's neil adams draws good water i think that's that's well he draws good everything but but uh i think that's something that he's i think has has said that he's in enjoys or 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 is good at doing you know mm-hmm. fluidity yeah. and the coloring helps with that too it's just mm-hmm. it's good it's good all around yeah. bruce saves him bruce gets checked out by the doctor on the ship they're both good to go and then he Bruce looks into his I'm bullet pointing here and then we can go back and, and mm-hmm. hit up all these spots. Sure. He opens up his his luggage and in it is the bat suit. And he's angry at Alfred. He says, What the devil? Alfred that was not supposed to pack this. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's he do? He tosses it in the water. I love that part because <laughs> that's something that is a little out of what you would assume a modern Batman would do. You know, he's like, Batman is dead. Until I can't take my vacation, you know, and he's like, I'm throwing this suit away. <laughs> What's funny is I kind of heard for whatever reason, the Spider-Man to Tobey Maguire here, except being like, yeah. I'm Batman no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just tosses it in the water. And then so they're heading off to Ireland. They're going to drop this boy off. This boy. Ken, 
Kenamora, the dock of Kenamora. I don't know if that's really a place in Ireland or not. And little Sean, why he was on this ship to the U.S. and back all on his own, I don't know. But his his uncle, I think it's his uncle, mm-hmm. greets him and then demands that Bruce Wayne, who saved him, who saved Sean, stays with them. He will, he will not argue. He is staying with them. Mm-hmm. So now we're almost like halfway through the story. And for me, who is very foggy on this book at all, I'm kind of like, all right, we're approaching. Where's the spooky stuff? Yeah, What's happening? I'm like, yeah. oh, good one, Ryan Haas. Good one. <laughs> uh, to be honest, when I reread this today, I was like, man, I hope I, I hope this actually is going to work for this episode. But, you know, I hope I didn't get sold a, <laughs> a false uh, bill of goods here because, like, there's a house of mystery. And, and you know, it is mysterious. You know, there's like a face in the water, but there's no ghouls yet. However, no spooks. then he turned the page. Yes. Page 10. Well, Bruce, Rockabye Brucey, as Kane is singing, uh, he mm-hmm. wakes up to like a ghost hand yeah. in which he Bruce is kind of like, say what? And he gets out of bed and Bruce is in <laughs> that He's ghost in dressed me in my Batman outfit. Yeah, <laughs> he did. What the devil? Bruce is in the Batman suit and he's kind of he's kind of losing. He's like, this has got to be a nightmare or something. And he looks out the window and little Sean is walking is sleepwalking outside yeah. at night. So Batman yeah. has to chase after him. Well, then there's some townsfolk. Yeah. <laughs> some townsfolk see him like, oh, my gosh, it's a it's one of them. So they chase after Batman. They try to knock him down. And Batman is just kind of like, hey, bitch, I'm Batman. And then they inform him that they're, they question like, oh, so you're not from the castle. And Bruce says, what castle? And then we get a panel of them pointing toward a castle on a hill that they're mm-hmm. all looking at. So there we go. Page 12 is when I'm like, oh, there's the house of mystery. Okay, mm-hmm. Ryan Haas. Well done. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting like impatient by any means because the story was working. And by the end of it, you can piece it all together. And it's like, oh, this is just a good story told by Denny O'Neill. Uh, so that's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The townsfolk, they kind of tell him about, they give Bruce a quick like, it's the house of King Hugh. He's dead three centuries and his quarters are empty till a 12 month ago. Now, all this is reading in Irish, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> man, are we going to see Chico O'Hara in here? Like on page 11, like when he's there beating Batman with some sticks. There's like, sure, as the devil himself is a friend, tis a thing <laughs> from beyond the graveyard, a Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that dialogue. It's so good. And then the whole 12 month thing. And it's great. By the time you get to page 13, all of my fears about what could be in this issue were quelled when when Batman did say ghosts, banshees, a pack of superstition. Like I was like, yes, that's what I wanted in this. <laughs> that's what I wanted to be happening in this issue. That's all I wanted. I don't know if we we'd learned that Sean's parents had been killed. So Sean was a uh, and yeah, he's parentless. Uh, hmm, just like a Bruce Wayne, huh? Mm-hmm. And yeah, as you said, so these guys are informing that bring the ghosts and the banshees upon us and the tide has turned red. Evil has hung around King Hugh's palace and no doubt in it. So there's like a little bit more of the, hmm, there's ghosts. Apparently people are dying and the, the water is turning red, the color of blood. This is odd. And then we get like our, another haunt and this big creature thing that's saying, oh, you know, yeah. Warning. Batman and anybody to stay away. Well, Batman looks and little Sean now is running to the castle. So Batman has a hesitation of, do I need to go away or nope? I would not live with it if I don't chase and save this little boy. Well, then he picks up a rock and throws it at this beast. 
and it seems like glass breaks. So that's kind of a hmm. Then we get the awesome part of a of a a gate in a castle closing down on Batman. Also looks cool. Then a trap door. Yeah. Then Batman sneaks into the castle and he's finding out the whole. He's solving the mystery yeah. like Scooby Doo would at the same time. Period. I know. Uh, yeah, around around here when when around this part, what, yeah, when you get like apparitions and mm-hmm. and you think it's a ghost and then it's really a hologram, you know, that Batman postulates and then confirms, you know, crashing it. And then the, the, the gate and the trap door and the mystery, I'm like, Oh man, that's exactly when I was too, was like, this is like bad. I, I was expecting Scooby-Doo to show up like in the next page. <laughs> and on page, on page 15, I love how Kane does take a break in the storytelling to, to if, if by now you didn't know Batman is in the house of mysteries. Like, so he's inside the castle and the castle's a house. And since he doesn't know what he's getting into, it's a mystery. So in case any of you don't get it, the Batman is in the house of mystery. <laughs> now I back to that. our story. You know what? I Thanks, Kane. Thanks for piecing it together. <laughs> I wouldn't have. So Bruce slash Batman saves the day by saving the kid who's about to get poisoned. But in the ruckus, he gets slashed by a knife or a sword. Then he gets some the poison that he knocks out to save Sean. It ends up spilling and getting into Bruce's cut. So Bruce starts to kind of hallucinate a little bit as he comes face to face with the main villain, Mr. Alicius Cabot, who owns a fishery in the area. And Bruce starts to see some crap. So Alicius gives him the chance to choose to choose the antidote and he's got two options and he's like, which one's uh, the antidotes and which one is going to kill you. And that's Batman like in Harry a- Potter type stuff. Yeah. That's it's, it's In the book. interesting. The first book. Yeah. There's a painting behind him, which I think is of uh, King Hugh and Batman chooses this. He doesn't choose either of the two options. He chooses a beaker. And that's the one where Alicia's is like, how did you know that this was actually the antidote? Nah, and then he's like, that's okay, I'm going to shoot you anyway. And then the big painting, for no reason whatsoever, falls off the wall, hits Alicius, and kills him. Concusses bum, him bum, bum, to bum. death, yes. Yes, a concussion to death. And Sean is saved, Batman takes him back home, and all is well. So that's the nuts and bolts. I want to ask first, as we get the batman Alicius confrontation, we get some faded, faded Alicius drawings. So like at the top of page uh, page 20, he looks faded there as he's talking. You turn the page underneath the the painting of King Hugh is like a faded drawing again. And then you go back to the top yeah. of page 21 and there's yeah, Alicia. Yeah, yeah. So what is the faded thing underneath the painting? The faded is thing the underneath of the King painting? Hugh? No, I think that's Batman fading out of existence like he's about to die from the poison. Okay. And it's a little because I'm looking at all my various versions here. In the in the original version, it's very and I don't I you might be confirming on DC Universe, but like it's it's very yellowy, orangey, very faded, very hard to see. In the reprint that I have from the '80s, it's it's blue and it's a lot more solid looking. So it w- I don't think you would really pick up on that as much because it does look more ghostly. And okay. actually, well, I do have I. I have my physical copy of Batman Illustrated by Neil Adams. It is volume two. Ah, and, so it's the first and, volume I ever got. Yes. And 
So this is a third version of this story that I have, and it also has its own recolored version. And this, and these are the ones that have like, I think all the, there's probably some explanation here in, in these volumes. I don't know if you've, if, if that's the case, but they, most of these Neil Adams stories in these hardcovers, they, they did recolor um, because back in the day they were a lot of, you know, they had less colors to work with. And maybe it was like a prestige thing, like let's recolor these and give them more shading and stuff. And the coloring in this Neil Adams version, uh, hardcover version is gorgeous. It's spectacular. I mean, it doesn't look like a seventies comic anymore because like all the water and stuff is, has like more shading, a lot more variance. The seeing the grand da in, in the water is really striking. Grand yeah. Grand so if you want the more modern experience, man, this is a really cool version of this story that, you know, I probably wish- reading, read the original is probably a cool first way to read it. But after yeah. reading it the first time, going back into the hardcover reading, it would be probably be my next pick because it's really cool looking. So, yeah, by the time you get to that thing on page 20, it's definitely the case that Batman is like hallucinating. Like it's 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 the what's his name? Cabot's face and he's like shaded like a norm like like regular, but there's like these like hallucination rings around his face. And well, then I think it gets more a little hallucin- con- by, you know, eventually. Yeah, I think what got me a little confused is that when we first see Alicius on page 19, it looks like he's behind a desk in front of the painting. Then you go, yeah. yes, page 19, bottom left. It looks like he's behind the desk. You go to page 20 uh, on the right side. It looks like he's in front of the desk and the beaker you see back against the wall. You go to the next page. And I think that the way that he, Bruce is hallucinating in the top left, it looks like, oh, this guy's up against the wall or behind the desk again. So I think that's where, for me, and just like following, following along, that's where I got a little confused, maybe. But I mean, that makes total sense now. I'm just overthinking it. Damn it, Ryan! Yeah. Come on, I'm sending, I'm on. sending you sending you images of the recolored hardcover version. That's the that's the most clear version of what's going on. Like it's like, yeah, Batman's hallucinate. Like he's he's fading out here because of the poison. Okay, so what I have in this colored or in this digital uh, collection, yeah, so they recolored it really cool. So you've got like a, it's almost like a swirl of yeah, very different and obvious yellow and oranges. Yeah. The, the orange coloring in this digital version is very faded. Very like it all faded. looks good. It doesn't look like, oh, this is a crap scan or anything like that. It's yeah. just like it's just like faded. It's not as, as yeah. prominent. So yeah, that and looks I'm sending cool. you and also then, the original, the original. And then no, below I'm that, Alicia's holding the gun. The, your recoloring has him like looking almost kind of tan with a maybe like a, a gray background. And yes. in in my colored version, he looks gray, and then it's a red background. Yes. And that's so what the that's... original looks like too. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So I just, I sent you images of every version. I've got one, two, wow. three. I've got Good four Lord, versions. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So you love this story. Apparently. I should collect these and put these out on like, like Twitter when I drop the episode or something like, Hey, variations of coloring courtesy of Ryan Haas. Yeah. He loves to take pictures of multiple copies of it's stories. Pretty fa- it's pretty fascinating. You know, when it, is it comes fun. to the the storytelling because mm-hmm. yeah i 
it all worked for me when I read it. I kind of was getting it. Um, but talking it through it is like, oh yeah, was that supposed to be? A no, it wasn't a ghost. It was just, you know, or was it? <laughs> no, but no, he's, he's hallucinating. So I think to go back to how uh, Mr. O'Neill, RIP, got this story to move fast and yeah. you don't recognize until, like we said, the back, like the second half that, oh yeah, there we go. Now this is how it's a spooky story is after the, so we have the inciting incident of Batman's exhausted and he escapes death because a gun misfires. Then we get Batman on the ship. Then we get Batman off the ship and at Sean's home staying. And then the last one is he's in the castle solving the mystery. And I just to break up a story up like that into those parts, I think just really helps with that pacing. And not to mention, like we set the seeds or set the table, you know, and then and then we start to get more and more and more evolving into that final act. And everything just kind of fits into place. Everything makes sense. I didn't. I didn't finish it like thinking, well, wait, what about this? Uh, wait, no, it, yeah. like everything I mean, made sense. And it was like, that's being a cool like story. everything I wrote had a purpose. And now, you know, you know <laughs> what I mean? And I just, I really like, I don't I just appreciated that in reading this and yeah. I've never given, I've never given Batman or I always thought it was Batman, the brave and the bold. I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't think it was just the brave and the bold. Mm-hmm. And and I know that's because Batman eventually ended up taking over the book, but yeah. I didn't give it enough credit. And this, this would have kind of won me over. I think had I been around at this time, which right. did I ever say when this came out, it was published October 27th, 1970. There you go. So they were doing this for Halloween as well, but this would have won me over and would have had my interest, not just in Brave and, the Brave and the Bold title, but also into the House of Mystery. Because yeah. I just really, I really like the the elements, the fun atmospheric elements that they inserted in this. They didn't do yeah. anything that was gory or violent or, yeah. you know, pushing the rated R. It was kind of, you know, safe, quote unquote, horror. Yeah. But like... Yeah. And that Fine. sector, that sector of storytelling is kind of a big underrated part of, of DC's legacy, honestly, you know, and they'll bring it up every, every, every so often, you know, in, with Halloween specials or Justice League Dark, like you'll see the House of Mystery pop up in Justice mm. League Dark and stuff like that. You know, they try to, you know, DC's really good, you know, for the most part about like legacy and trying to, you know, whenever you do read a book and you're just like, what is who came up with this weird Danny, the street guy? It's like, no, they did. This is actually like, you'll look it up. It's like, this is a thing that's existed for years and that they'll, they'll remix and older things into newer comics because they like to keep that legacy stuff around and for new generations and stuff. And this is perfect because DC universe, you can just go right to DC universe now mm-hmm. and look at some house of mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and exactly. And then like later on, right. It becomes the house of mystery becomes part of Neil Gaiman, Sandman universe. Mm-hmm basically. So I think some of the, aside from just like the, the exterior shots of the castle and the playing of like, Oh, is it a ghost? And the full explanations of, so actually I guess we could say how Ulysses's full plot was. He wanted to dispose of uh, chemicals and these chemicals are what turned the water red. And so then he, he wanted to dispose of his chemicals, which was illegal, but he didn't want anybody to find out that he was doing it from up there. So and then he concocted scare, this whole yeah, scary, just, yeah, ghost yeah, monsters just, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he could make a fishing resort there. 
you know? Yeah. And he would have gotten so, away with it too if it went from that kid and that Batman. <laughs> that meddling sleepwalking kid. <laughs> exactly. And that bat, that's Batman. And that ghostly, you know, ancestor. <laughs> but some of the elements that are that are cool is inserting that mystery and how you can say this fits into the spooky season because how Batman threw his bat suit out of, I guess you could even say he told Alfred not to pack it. Well, Alfred's a bit of a rascal, so I could see Alfred packing it anyway. But he disposed of his bat suit, then somehow woke up in it after seeing a ghost. And then he mentions a few times, like when he's going up to the castle, he feels like a poke or a, a pole on his shoulder. Yeah. In which he turns around and looks and he's like, oh, it's almost like, you know, it's a secret entrance. How did I miss that the first time? And I can't think of where there's another instance where something along those lines happened that's kind of well, like, like Batman hmm. at the end of the story goes through them all he's like you know I can't even explain why Sean wandered off to the castle or why he went onto the deck of the ship during the storm or, you know or the the dude's face they saw in the water you know there's all these other like once you find out like oh like they're just faking the stuff in the castle you're like but wait there's all this other spooky stuff that's happened too and then of course you know it must have been the ghostly ancestor it's grand so it doesn't beat you over it doesn't beat you over the head with it oh yeah so yeah there we go in the biggest coincidence of all that portrait falling at precisely the instant cabot was going to shoot yeah bum, bum, but it doesn't beat you over the head of like huh 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 supernatural <laughs> oh, super, it's just i don't know it's fun it, it fits it fits with what it fits with the assignment that i gave you ryan Haas. so you passed yes. definitely yeah you got an a that'd been That'd have been bad to, to kick this whole thing off with <laughs> an F. Are like there any other moments or any parts of like this issue that you want to definitely touch upon? Yeah, I need to find it here. Like there, there, just some of the the dialogue from Batman in this issue is just fun because it's it's things that you don't normally hear Batman say. Oh yeah, like early on when he calls like the gunman beefy <laughs> into the line, beefy. You know, and then and then he makes a pun to Commissioner Gordon. At, he right away he's like, Gordon's like, Batman, are you all right? And Batman says, I am Commissioner, but just barely. If Beefy had had a working weapon, and I'd be cold meat. You know, I I love mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You know, but then later on, how Batman is, you know, it just you get to see Batman react in situations that you nor you know normally don't see the modern Batman. You know, like when he does find his suit and he's shocked and he throws it overboard and you know. I just, it's fun. It's fun stuff, but it's, but he's st- it's still Batman. It still all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It's totally Batman. I forgot. I should have written it down of some of that Irish talk. That was just like, Oh, oh I love the, I love, yeah. And here's the, here's the thing. And this is, this is dialogue that at first you read it and you're like, you know, oh, I can see like the sixties Batman saying it, but, but, but no, not really. This is something that I could see Diedrich Bader's, Batman brave and the bold Batman saying is when, yeah, when, when the, they are attacking Batman, like on page 11 and 12, they're like, it's it's a good thing from the grave. You are, you are a Batman. And Batman says, you're right and wrong. I'm just as human as you are. I dress as I do for personal reasons. I can totally, I can totally see Diedrich Bader's Batman saying (laughs) fits right in. I dress as you for personal reasons. Like I can see that. Hmm. Yeah, I think I've hit all the all of my high points. I right. I dig it. I dug it. So since I do remember how to host, do you have a favorite <laughs> part of this of this issue, Mr. Haas? 
Favorite part, like a scene, I guess, flipping through it here, would be the whole, that whole scene, that whole scene where Bruce Wayne jumps overboard in the storm and then saves the kid. And then they see the grand eye in the water. And in this, in this hardcover version, the, the coloring and stuff is so striking. It really enhances the visuals and it just shows like how great the, the line work and Neil Adams, you know, artwork is so that, you know, it was memorable anyway, but seeing it like, brought maybe to its full potential here in the, the hardcover version. I think that, you know, just scene wise, I think that's probably my favorite scene in the story. Okay. Well done. It's when Bruce was auditioning for Aquaman. Realized yes. he didn't want it. He'd rather just stay in Gotham, stay in a cave. I think my favorite part is when he and the town's dude stop fighting and they basically lay the groundwork of the mystery in the haunted castle. Oh, yeah. Et cetera. That's the, because that's where to the story me, starts to turn. Yeah. 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 That's when it takes the turn toward, toward the scary and the spooky and stuff. And it, it just totally feels like at least probably because of the coloring too, of, I yeah. got a sense of like those, that Scooby-Doo, yeah. not for the humor's sake, but the Scooby-Doo sets, you know, and the atmosphere and stuff. Cause that's what I loved so much about Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. growing up was, was yeah though like the purple (laughs) (laughs) the blue and purple set like settings and backgrounds and stuff like that it just seems so cool to me and this definitely and since this was around that era too no wonder that struck a chord with me right away too and i was like ah that's a scary you know oh it's a haunted castle and oh there it is and i just like that age-old haunted tale so that said what is your favorite panel my favorite panel would be on page 22 where Batman is exiting the castle and there's still like some, you know, it's just super moody and it's, it's just kind of mm. a classic Neil Adams Batman shot where his cape's blowing and stuff and it's spooky and moody and the skull and, and it's, yeah, but because it's in this house of mystery kind of um, vibe, it's, it's a lot more, surreal than your normal like gothic gotham type of thing it's kind of a really cool image and it looks it and it's it's it looks pretty cool in all these different versions but yeah it's it definitely looks the most memorable to me in in uh in the hardcover nice mine no surprise is when they're pointing up to the haunted castle Just that one all by itself, because it's like, oh, perfect, perfect of on this hilltop is this castle. And then the it just seems so old fashioned by having the the rock. What do you want to call it? The railing, the rock railing along the side that they're standing at. And it's just like that's a that's just a perfect picture of the times. And I just that that kind of stuff is so cool, especially in dealing with like horror for Mm -hmm. me that I just I don't know. I Mm -hmm. no wonder that's a favorite part of the story for me. And no wonder that's my favorite panel of all of it, of everything. I'm so glad that um, that this issue struck a lot of the chords of the spooky stories that you like, because I honestly had no clue that it would (laughs) or, you know, because I had it as speculatively like we discussed and, I, you know, reading it, it, it just 
you know, much like I think Batman himself, it just turned the mystery unfolded as, as, as I read it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is great. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you were like, okay, confession time. I actually picked it only because of the cover. So internet never, never lies. Right. And it, it is never. a spooky, spooky house, house of mystery. It was, I, I did know, like you said, that it was published in October. So I'm like, it has to be, this has just has to work out. Or else it's a lie. Or you are really, you went on inception on me and made me believe that this is actually a scary story. So um, <laughs> any last thoughts on the brave and the bold Batman and house of mystery? I don't know. I just think that in general, hopefully through this episode and hopefully through some of the other ones that you will be, you will be doing uh, with, with uh, our pals throughout the month of October, it, it will help mm-hmm. expand as the whole sh- Batman book club is want to do. It expands your horizons of, of, uh, of Batman as a character and what kind of stories he works in. And I think definitely for me, it's one of those things that little r- subtle reminders of like, yeah, these, these Batman stories in other mediums or other uh, titles in the DC pantheon are absolutely worth your time. If you find ones that speak to some of your sensibilities, like, Hey, you like horror type, cool, spooky mysteries. Well, yeah, there's Batman stories for that. <laughs> and you just, you just have to find them. Absolutely. I really dug this book. Um, this issue, it's going to not only make me dip more into brave and the bold, but also into this house of mystery. I'm very intrigued by this house of mystery and it's, it can't get any easier than just click on DC universe. That's it. Exactly. Just click and read. And if I don't like it, well then whatever, no harm, no foul. It's not costing me any, yeah. any extra. And I might and just it, land on a gold mine here. I might love it. And that's so, and that is so cool just because of one issue of a Batman story. Yeah. Bravo. And DC universe, ha- you know, in the past has been pretty good. You can probably even look up old ones. It's pretty good about making articles around like Halloween time to, kind of direct you towards things. It's like, Oh, here's like mm-hmm. a bunch of spooky stuff or in the, and then the articles will di- link directly link to things in DC universe to give you good suggestions and things too. So that's probably worth tracking down to some DC universe, like primer type articles for brave and the bold. Thank and or you spooky DC stuff. universe. I know. Don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Well, Mr. Haas, thank yes. you for being my first guest in the spooky yeah. month of October, kicking off these scary stories there's a you set the bar and you've set the bar high you came fully prepared Uh, you kept it to one issue and yet we're still around the hour mark because you get two ryan's in a room together and then you throw batman in there and watch out it's a party it's gonna it's 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 a party (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna go for a while uh would you like to plug anything oh well you know what sure uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SMB underscore Ryan. The SMB, of course, stands for Super Mario Brothers, which means it's part of the Super Mario Brothers, the movie archive website that I'm the webmaster of, which is on Twitter at SMB Movie. Yes, 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 yes. And it's fun. You know, of course, we're still doing that that Batman on Film podcast. And I don't know what episode will be out by the time this comes out, but the last one we did as of this recording was episode 174 where we talk about fandom and, and, you know, we talk more extensively about three jokers issue one in that show. So we talked a little bit about it here, but we talk about it more in that episode. And so you, we did talk about, you know, I got the, uh, I don't know. I, I got a, I got a, 
pretty hefty ribbing about uh, my thoughts about pizza towards the middle of the episode. <laughs> so if that's your kind of thing that you want to listen to, definitely listen to Batman on film 174. <laughs> it's a good episode. It's a good episode wrapping up that, that fandom. And yes, any more three jokers talk uh, I'm in. Listen, everybody listen to three jokers. Everybody read three jokers. Uh, the sheriff of BOF right there doing, mm. doing, doing the, the Lord's work. As they say. For me, follow, like I said at the top of the show, follow Batman Book Club on Twitter at the Batman BC. There may have been some giveaways so far, and there might be some more coming up. So you definitely want to follow the Twitter. Uh, you can write in for questions or comments or concerns to Eric Colesman. But we have fun doing the QA episodes, and we get enough questions, we'll do another one. And email Maybe I'll be on that one. You read my mind. And. Send those to the BatmanBC at gmail.com. And also, like I said at the top of the show, if you would be ever so kind, rate and review the show. The link to Apple Podcasts is in the description of this episode. It will help spread that word. And yeah, so this is the initial kickoff of the October month on the Batman Book Club, where there will be four episodes coming out this month. Mm. Delving into something spooky. And if you mm-hmm. like this one... Well, if there's going to be more up to this bar, I don't know. The pressure's on the next guest, who I won't reveal yet. Just wait another week. So until then, I'm Ryan. He was Ryan. Read more Batman comics. Batman.